1: today on the ben dominich podcast ben sits down with the chairman of the house oversight committee republican kentucky congressman jim comer coming up right after this Congressman, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. My pleasure. Well, this is a particularly good time. I know we've been trying to talk for a while to have a conversation, uh, given the latest announcements regarding Hunter Biden. And I don't want to spend our whole time talking about that, but I'd like to get your reaction to it. And I'd like you to clarify one thing for me. The comments from Hunter Biden's camp that came out said, you know, we view this, we understand this matter to be resolved. Uh, And yet, then you had this comment that came out from the the Weiss camp that said, uh, this is an ongoing investigation. So which is it, from your perspective? Is it ongoing, or have they resolved it so that they can't use the ongoing excuse anymore?
2: Well, unfortunately, that's what we're trying to find out. Uh, I met with Jim Jordan last night. We're working on... uh, uh, a mechanism to where we can force uh, the U.S. attorney White to, to tell us exactly uh, whether or not his investigation has concluded or not. But, uh, you know, you asked about my reaction. I'm not surprised. I've predicted this for a long time. It's been very clear to me that what the Department of Justice was trying to do was run out the statute of limitations. Uh, many of the money laundering schemes, uh, many of the shell corporations that were formed, had five-year statutes of limitations. It shouldn't take over six years to convict someone of failing to pay over a million dollars in taxes for two years. That's mm-hmm. obvious. There was a million dollars of taxable income where he had a W-2 or a 1099 or something that showed he owed the taxes and he didn't pay it. So, you know, a, a, a minimum wage employee in H&R Block could have, audited that. There wasn't any effort by the Department of Justice to investigate any of the wrongdoing. We've already brought out, as you know on the House Oversight Committee, that the President's son, at the very least, uh, his son, has been involved in money laundering, racketeering, wire fraud, and potentially being an unregistered foreign agent. Uh, That, years and years, decades of jail time, with all of those felonies. But then to see that they waited and tried to run the the statute of limitations clock out to to give him three little misdemeanors. It's a joke. It's an example of a two-tier system of justice. And the reason we're concerned about whether or not the investigation is ongoing isn't because I'm depending on the Department of Justice or the U.S. Attorney in Delaware to do anything productive or meaningful with respect to investigating the Bidens, it's because they're using that as an excuse why they can't turn over the Form 1023s or the suspicious activity reports that shows the banks said the Bidens were money laundering. I would love to show that evidence to the American people, but they say, oh, you can't because there's an ongoing investigation.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, you, that last thing that you mentioned there about failing to register as a, uh, as a foreign agent. That's obviously something that is being enforced to a much higher degree than it used to be in Washington these days. A lot of folks are going to, a lot of lawyers are making a lot of money advising a lot of people about that right now. Um, it it seems shocking to me that that's something that everyone's just breezing by in terms of the media coverage of this. I realize that they're all in the tank for the Bidens, that they're just, you know, uh, getting their marching orders from the White House, whether, you know, officially or unofficially, uh, in saying like, oh, this is all resolved, this is all over. Wait a minute. You know, we know certain facts here in terms of the the things that uh, Hunter was being paid to do, whether he did them or not, uh, that would seem to necessitate a filing, uh, a fair filing uh, that, you know, simply as a a matter of course. uh, Is that something that you're going to let be swept under the rug? How do we sort of uh, enforce something on that uh, grounds to get answers about why that uh, was never part of this?
2: Absolutely. And I'm sure in the end, that'll be part of the criminal referrals that, that we issue. Uh, that hopefully, when we have a, a fair and credible attorney general, something will, will be done. Look, yeah. it's important that we enforce the, the federal, uh, the foreign agents laws, because if we don't, China's going to come in and start buying off family members of, of every politician, cabinet secretary, and, and decision making bureaucrat in this town. So it's imperative that uh, if anybody's taking money from a foreign entity, that they register. That's all about being transparent uh, and being ethical, mm-hmm. but but more than anything, being transparent. So, so th- when you look at the money the Bidens have taken in that we've already disclosed, the money from China and Romania, and remember, we haven't even gotten to Ukraine, Russia, mm-hmm. and the Middle East yet, or Africa, but but just these two countries, Romania and, and China, Either one of two things happened. Either the President of the United States or then Vice President Joe Biden did something of value, which is illegal as hell, mm-hmm. and and, the, and the, then they the foreign nationals laundered the money through the Biden show companies to the Biden family members. Either Joe Biden did something illegal, or if Joe Biden's telling the truth, which I don't think very many people believe that, that he had no knowledge of his family's uh, business dealings then the president's son was a foreign agent. Yeah. There's no option C. It's either (laughs) option A, Joe Biden did something, or B, Hunter Biden did something. If Hunter Biden did it, then uh, he's a foreign agent and unregistered, and that's a felony. That's about a decade of prison time. Or Joe Biden committed some type of treasonous act by taking a bribe.
1: Mm. The the argument uh, I think that some people would make Including some Republicans, what would be that, uh, look, I, I do think that this family is, uh, you know, has some, has corruption issues that they, you know, that foreign entities certainly tried to buy, um, uh, you know, the, the president, uh, uh via his son, you know, in the ways that a, a lot of these, you know, countries frankly try to do in other parts of the world. Uh, but, I'm not convinced that Joe Biden actually did anything because of it. That there wasn't something at the end of it, and that makes me less concerned, uh, you know, about this. I certainly have heard that, you know, from a number of different independent voters, uh, you know, who I talk to. Uh, what's your response to something like that, where basically they say, "Hey, look, this looks bad, but I don't think that Joe Biden did anything, so I'm, I'm uh, less likely to care about it."
2: Well. You know, you have to ask yourself, how are we finding these shell companies and bank accounts? Because if you look at the Form 1023, the oligarch who alleges that he bribed the Bidens, bragged that that no one investigating this would ever find it because of the maze of banks that they used to funnel the money. This was years before we brought out the fact that the Bidens created all these shell companies Mm -hmm. and that uh, they were laundering money uh, through banks from these shell companies. The people, the reason we found those shell companies that were never designed to be found was because there are people that the Bidens have crooked along the way that have helped us. I would say informants, uh, witnesses, people that have been advising us along the way. Now, I've spoken with a lot of these people, and we're going to start bringing people in for deposition. Uh, Hopefully, within the next two weeks, you're going to start seeing a, a pretty good line mm-hmm. of people that are gonna come in that were involved in in the Biden shenanigans. And they all say the same thing. There's there's consistency with what they say. Joe Biden was very involved. He was front and center. He was the big guy. Mm-hmm. And he knew that the only way for the family to receive money was to promise things to these foreign nationals. So we believe there are specific decisions that were made while Joe Biden was vice president. Pertaining to foreign aid and decisions that Joe Biden's made while he was president that that were paybacks for the people in these foreign countries that were sending the Biden family members money. So, so I just want to hone in on that. So you, that we're going to be able to tie this in with Joe Biden.
1: So you believe you believe you're going to be very you're going to you're very confident that you're going to be able to tie it in, not just with things that happened before, <laughs> but things that happened during this presidency.
2: If, that, if that, the people that have been advising us and they've advised us well on bank accounts and and shell companies, remember, no one thought we'd ever find anything because let's face it, no congressional investigation in history has ever really found anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate Day your candor. Yes, stuff, it was when you had a. Meeting Media. You know, no one would have known about uh, Richard Nixon if you hadn't had Bob Woodward out there, you know, (laughs) scratching around, digging around. Well, we don't have that now. This media is bought and paid for by liberal activists, and they just copy and paste whatever the White House sends them. But but, uh, if these people, now that they're going to have an opportunity to come and testify, they're going to have an opportunity to come and and do depositions, if they tell us 25% under oath of what they've said in private, then I think that there's going to be a pretty clear link mm-hmm. between Joe Biden and the money that his families receive from foreign nationals all over the planet. More of the
1: Ben Dominish podcast right after this.
2: It's been interesting
1: to see the different attitudes on the left about the influence that money can have. You know, for instance, there's currently this dark money campaign uh, being run through ProPublica essentially laundered through ProPublica backed by a number of different uh, Democrat donors trying to essentially undermine the Supreme Court, Uh, you know, go after uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito and others uh, for taking basically fishing trips and things like that where, you know, they didn't have to pay to go and stay at a resort and fish with, you know, rich guys who, you know, the the implication from ProPublica being that a fishing trip can be enough to, to buy a Supreme court justice who, you know, serves, uh, for, uh, you know, as long as they want for their entire life. Um, and yet the flip side of that is they they seem to argue out the other side of their mouth that you know millions of dollars to under Biden doesn't do anything it doesn't mean anything it's just kind of yeah. amusing to me that they', good they point. you know they think they think that you can something something as small as that you know can uh, uh, can can buy a justice but you know millions of dollars it just seems to, to be so hypocritical to me but I do think that there is a gap between the work that you're doing which I agree is very important. Uh, and the American public's understanding of it, uh, mm-hmm. and so I wonder, in terms of what you're telling your colleagues about how to talk about this, how to talk about it openly and and um, uh, and fairly, and you know, being factual in terms of the statements they make. It does seem like every time they get access to some new document, every time that they're able to, you know, actually see something, even if it's heavily redacted, uh, they come out with their eyes big as saucers, basically saying, you know, I, I can't believe what I'm what I'm seeing but that doesn't necessarily outside of the cohort of folks who listen to this podcast who watch fox who watch you know and and read mm-hmm. a lot of things that come from conservative media uh, or certainly independent media that doesn't have that kind of a uh, legacy hold from the democratic party uh, other than that there's not a lot of people out there who understand what's really going on how can you change that
2: you well know, i just keep being transparent with the media. And I had a press conference, uh, an impromptu press conference yesterday after I looked at the heavily redacted 1023s that the FBI said didn't exist three weeks ago (laughs) that they brought in that that showed, you know, allegations of Joe Biden accepting a bribe. And, you know, I I got on the press corps. I'm like, do you all not have any curiosity as to how all this money, magically flowed through these shell companies that the Bidens created that ended up in nine different Biden family member bank accounts, including the president's granddaughter who was in college at the time? Is there not any curiosity as to what went on here? So, you know, you you look, and slowly CBS News is is starting to talk about this. Catherine Herridge, who ironically is a former Fox reporter, is, is all over this. Uh, you've got... Uh, CNN, depending on the day, they're at least open to it. Mm-hmm. They're, un- they're not as bad as MSNBC attacks me for having the audacity to investigate the, the most ethical president in, in American history, Joe Biden. Right. And so <laughs> it, it's um, it's tough. It's tougher to answer your question. I, the media is worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to continue to present facts. And, you know, I mentioned this. In in uh, on an interview and the, the liberals tried to to spin it in a false narrative that I was talking about polls for politics. The polling shows the American people suspect that Joe Biden accepted a bribe. Oh, the polling suggests yeah. the, the average Americans keeping up, and I think that thankfully a majority of Americans get their news from sources outside of mm-hmm. uh, the Washington Post, New York Times, and. Uh, MSNBC, the podcasts are are really doing a good job on this. You've got, you know, alternative sources of of media. And and I think that, uh, you know, the the one thing that Democrats and uh, Republicans, liberals and conservatives agree on is they detest public corruption. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows it doesn't make sense for the family members, nine family members of the Bidens to receive money wired through shell companies. From foreign nationals in China and Romania, no. so I, I think there's more people paying attention than the mainstream media uh, will admit, and I don't think that yeah, I don't I think mean, we need to get discouraged that the average people aren't keeping up with just, it. Just
1: to bolster, just right. to bolster your point there, you know, you, you saw that reaction a couple of weeks ago from John Kirby from behind the podium, uh, uh, behind the lectern at the at the White House uh, when he was asked about the you know recent poll data. Showing, you know, the the majority of Americans. In fact, I believe it was fifty three percent. You know, believe that uh, you know the president uh, is is corrupt or has accepted bribes, and mm-hmm. he he reacted with shock. And it was, and I think that shock was legitimate because I think that's probably something that he you know didn't see or you know hadn't right. had any reason to to see. And, uh but but if you actually do look at the poll data, there is, I think, a, a very uh, widespread sort of feeling that you know this is this guy. There is some real questions about corruption associated with it. When mm-hmm. it comes to winning elections uh, in uh, 2024, you know, one of the things that we learned is that, you know, a lot of people who won were folks who uh, focused on uh, on outcomes, on delivering for their states, you know, their their uh, districts, their communities, et cetera. Uh, and that a lot of people who lost were people who were either hung up on arguing about the 2020 election yeah. uh, or hung up about you know, arguing about things unrelated to, you know, uh, to policy or to what they plan to do, how they were going to mm-hmm. deliver for the people. How can you do both? How can you make sure that this is a, a, an item of investigation that you continue into an election year in a responsible mm-hmm. manner uh, and get to the bottom of it and and yet also stress to the American people, hey, we're not just about you know investing right. joe, investigating joe biden for the rest of his life we're about mm-hmm. other things too
2: right now i think that's a great great point for, with respect to what i try to tell my members on the oversight committee and i have a, a very uh passionate group of committee members on my committee that the democrats like to attack and they try to say that this isn't a credible investigation because we have you know certain members that are firebrands on the on the committee so, <laughs> If you go back to December when I announced in a press conference we were going to investigate the Biden family, I I said we were going to follow the money. And this was going to be a transparent investigation. And I was only going to present evidence, and it wasn't going to be like Adam Schiff. We were going to restore credibility in Congressional investigation. So when I say there's 20 shell companies that the Bidens created to launder money, I have a backdrop that has the exact names of those 20 (laughs) shell companies. When I say the Bidens accepted money from foreign nationals, I have copies of the bank record. So we're trying to be factual. And I tell the members, of, like, this is about Joe Biden. It's not about Hunter Biden. It was never about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. And it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And you see the Democrats, just, just with the FBI documents, that, remember the FBI tried to cover up. And the reason the whistleblowers came forward and told Grassley and me about the Form 1023, alleging Joe Biden took a bribe, is because they were frustrated. The whistleblowers... FBI, they were frustrated that the FBI never investigated it. They mm-hmm. Never investigated it. So you know they don't know whether it's true or not. All they know is the FBI covered it up. Mm-hmm. And so you, know, I, I think the American people that that are paying attention, I think more are paying attention. Not as many as, as I would like, but I think uh, over a majority of Americans are paying attention. Realize that the Department of Justice. And the FBI has not investigated the Bidens, uh, whether that's because they hate Trump so bad or whether that's because they don't want to get involved in another election or you know, whether they, they're covered up because they've already waited too late and the statute of limitations has expired and a bunch of this stuff. Whatever reason, they haven't investigated The only entity out there in the world that's investigating it is the oversight committee. And it's important when I talk to the conference about messaging that we say this is about Following the money with Joe Biden, we're not getting hmm. sidetracked on the prostitutes that, that that Hunter Biden bought. We're not getting we're not getting sidetracked on the on the the pictures on the internet and the, all that. the. The, the Daily Mail can handle money.
1: that well into itself. Yeah. It, it,
2: it's about the money, and and then I think that we've got to be uh, we've got to be truthful with the American people. We are accomplishing our legislative agenda. The problem is that we have. Only one third of The equation in Washington: the yeah. Democrats control the Senate, and the Democrat controls the White House. Now, we're passing an agenda, and I know people are frustrated because Joe Biden hasn't signed our good conservative legislation into law. But uh, there's really no way to do that. Yeah, with, with the, the, the Democrat Senate and the Democrat White House. Well,
1: that, so I want to ask you uh, just with the time we have left, you obviously are regularly interacting with uh, Chris Ray, the FBI. Uh, other Department of Justice officials. Um, the concern that I have is that uh, there's a there's a portion of the Republican electorate that basically wants to burn the whole thing down and start start from scratch. You know, they just don't think that we can save uh, these institutions. They view them as being utterly politicized, etc. That type of extreme take, from my perspective, historically, you know, having been around Washington for quite a while, that take tends to lose uh, right. because it's, it's viewed as too extreme and people Great. don't want to live in an America that doesn't have an FBI or doesn't right. have a functioning Department of Justice. That's not what the people actually want. They want one that actually works. And this I one agree. doesn't work well, even when it's trying to do its job, from my perspective. So how can you fix that problem? And how can you get back to a point? I've heard certain suggestions of getting back to a point where there's uh, less of a unified entity there that perhaps you split things up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a very clear you know, assignment for the FBI that takes it away potentially from some of these yeah. foreign cases. What's your preferred approach to get back to an FBI and a DOJ that Americans can have confidence in?
2: We're going to have to significantly reform the DOJ and the FBI. I think that starts by forcing uh, new leadership at the top. The only way we're going to be able to do that is to to specifically cut the funding and use what's called the Hallman Rule to cut the funding of the salaries down to $1. That's what the rule allows, the Hallman Rule, of the the top leadership in both the, the DOJ and the FBI uh getting new people in there, and then reform the FBI. We're going to have to reform the way that, that they operate. Unfortunately, there's a majority of Americans that have lost confidence in the FBI. And I agree with you. We need an FBI. But we need a reformed FBI. And if the FBI is doing good work in a, a courtroom in the South or in Kentucky, where I, where I reside, and they come and they say, well, this witness lied to us. That's you, that, you know, lying to the FBI is one of the main tools in the toolbox, how they get people. A jury's not going to believe that they're going to believe the, the drug dealer over the FBI at this point. <laughs> yes. That's how bad the FBI's has lost credibility. Yeah. So the FBI is going to have to start recording conversations like law enforcement. The FBI is going to have to start wearing body cameras when they go in and raid, whether, whether tomorrow Largo or whether <laughs> they raid some crack house <clears> in <throat> Chicago we're going to have to treat the FBI like normal law enforcement. They, mm-hmm. They're going to lose all their privileges in this new reform because they they squandered it. We're going to have to reform the FISA process. They've lost confidence in that. Uh, and we're going to have to be very specific as to who provides oversight over the FBI. Right now, the FBI thinks they're immune to oversight. Yep. That's going to change. There's going to be some committee, whether it's my committee, the Oversight Committee, or Jim Jordan's committee, Judiciary Committee, somebody... Is or the intelligence committee? You know, somebody's going to have to provide oversight, and they're going to have to account for how they spend money, and they're going to have to to share information with investigators uh, as to why, why, why not they can't provide information. So I think there's going to have to be some significant reforms, and I think that's a, a priority for this House Republican majority, and it's going to start in September. Uh, we're going to have to utilize the power of the purse and hold them accountable with their budgets.
1: Well, look, I think that this uh, this group of Republicans that you're part of has already proved that they've that they're um, able to hold together and do a lot more than anybody in Washington really expected them to. And I certainly hope that on this count, uh, you're able to hold together because I think it's of the utmost importance. We can't keep going in this direction. We can't have an FBI that doesn't think it works for America. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me today, Congressman. A pleasure to speak with you. And I know you're a very busy man. So thanks for taking the
2: time. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it.
1: Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.